from the Camping World of St. George Studio. It's Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. News Radio 890 94.9 KDXU St. George, a Cherry Creek radio station. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Happy Fourth of July weekend, everybody. The greatest dang country in the world and the greatest day in history, as far as I'm concerned. We'll be celebrating it here in southern Utah. I'm sure many people have plans to... I'm new to this board, Tim, so excuse me if I screw something up here. we got Tim Anderson, local attorney, here to talk about the Dixie State name change. Uh, thanks for being with us on the Andy Griffin Show. Uh, Tim, appreciate you coming in. I appreciate being here. Uh, but let's talk about this, and I want to I wanna structure it to where I feel like in this debate... Both sides are in a bubble, okay? So there's the bubble in the D, on the DSUHC Facebook page, and then there's a bubble over at Dixie State, and it's hard to get those two in the same room together, right? Well, that's part of it. I think to put the, make, get the bubble analogy correct, we're talking about a huge, huge group that is opposed to this name change. Yes. And a very tiny group, just the leadership at, at the university that is trying to promote it. But nevertheless, they're not dialoguing together very well. well. Well, their strategy is to keep from listening to us and keep the state legislature at the Board of Higher Education from hearing us. And so, uh, and they're very craftily trying to keep, you know, it's a great day, you know, Fourth of July. That talks about freedom, freedom of speech. Yeah. Especially time to let the government know what, what the people think. Sure. And remember, all higher education is, all education is, is the government of education. Yeah. That's what these people are dealing with the government. The president of the university and his board, that's the government. Okay, so let's let's talk about it. Let's let's dialogue. I'm going to try to not create a straw man with Dixie State for us to hammer for 40 minutes or what we have. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I want to do is Biff Williams and the board over there, I believe their intention for wanting to change the name away from Dixie State is because they're forecasting 10 years down the future, and they're saying, if our goal, let's make a very specific goal. Our goal is for our football program to be an FBS school and playing in the Idaho Potato Bowl against BYU in 10 years. Very specific goal. If we take the route of keeping Dixie State is that going to be harder to reach that goal and dealing with political pressure and protests? And remember when BYU was thinking about going to the Big 12 and there was teams saying we're not going to play BYU because of their LGBTQ stuff? And, and, and Biff Williams and the group over there, I think, I, I, is saying our goal is to get to that place. And we believe changing our name, just like a business would, is going to increase our opportunity to get there. Do you agree with that intention? No, I, do, I don't agree with that intention. I think it's one of the reasons. Okay. But I think really the pressure behind what's happening here is the total surrender to wokeness, to cancel culture. Yeah. That's what's driving. Oh, name I, I agree. Today. I agree. I agree. It's, it's definitely a surrender to cancel yeah, culture. Yeah, this, this argument that somehow it's a branding issue and a problem. In the first place, names, good names endure, and they endure into perpetuity. A name like Dixie that's been around in this part of the country, this part of the state, yes. for over 100 years in the name of a university, suddenly change it because there are pressures coming from certain current trends. Now, if you look at the cancel culture trend, yes, it was big stuff in early 2020 when they started this process. But look at the, re- the response now to cancel culture, to 
tearing down statues for changing names and trying to cut people off. Not just conservatives are becoming opposed to that, but there's even liberals that are saying we've gone far enough. It's embarrassing. It's ridiculous. But, but what I'm saying is at Dixie State, because uh, when this first yeah. came out, I'm on the ESPN show in the afternoons. I'm, right. I'm, I'm a sub today. Good. But when it first came out that Dixie State was considering changing their name, I said the locals here damn well better fight like hell because the pioneers who came here have had, I mean, had more guts, grit, integrity, all the community stuff than these woke wokesters on Twitter with their thumbs tweeting stuff have in their whole lives. And they're roll and they're rolling. Jacob Hamlin's rolling in his grave, probably watching this happen. Right. That's right. Then I realized I talked to Jordan Sharp, who's, you know, him over there at Dixie state he oh, yeah. came into our show and he laid out something. And I said, okay, this guy is basing the, 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 the decision to do this on it's, it's based on, um, numbers. It's based on, and we can make fun of the Cicero report, and I understand that. But he believes to get to the Idaho Potato Bowl against BYU, this route is much it gives him a much better chance to do that. Um, and so, I guess what I'm saying, what bothers me about the argument against the Dixie State people, is they're devious or they're uh, taking money or there's this ulterior motive. Or I don't believe any of that crap. These yeah. people believe that the best way to get to that goal is to go with Utah Tech and not deal with the societal pressure of having yeah. Dixie. Now, are they folding to the wokesters and the? Yes, absolutely. They're, they're but they're doing it like a business. Yeah, would. They, well, I don't think so. I think they're using an excuse. I think it really is really sort of a, 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 a cheap marketing gimmick. How so? B- BYU hasn't changed their name, and they've made it to plenty of bowls. Sure. And they went underwent a lot of criticism. They did. But it's based upon a, th- that name is based on a deep connection with the past. Yes. Dixie State, the name Dixie, is based on a very deep connection with Utah's Dixie and the past. Yes. And so names endure. Well, if I were to say to you, if this were 1952, and I would say, look, let's talk about Germany. Yeah. You, you, you think about Nazis. Yeah. If I said, let's talk about Japan, you'd say, well, let's think about remember Pearl Harbor. Yes. But let's roll it up to now, and we talk about Germany, we think about beautiful castles along the Rhine River. If we talk about Japan, we're talking about cherry blossoms and cool technology. Okay. Names endure. Yeah. And so you don't change your name. It's like, it's like when Nike ran into, found out that they were having a prisoner, Uyghur prisoners, yes, and children make making their shoes. Their shoes. Yeah. Well, they, they corrected that, but they didn't change the Chevron. They didn't change Nike. That, I, so, I agree 100%. So you don't change as an established brand name. And another important part of branding that I don't think Jordan Sharp at the university understands is that when you have a very good brand that's known, you don't take the risk and just change it. You do that when you're failing, not when you're succeeding. And they're succeeding. And so you don't just take into account the fact that some people might not like it. A lot of people don't like BYU. A yeah. lot of people don't like University of Utah. They don't yeah. like the fact that the U, you know, we have the drum and feathers. Yeah. That the U, the sure. U uh, tribe lets us use that. Sure. But it bothers other Native Americans and other people. 
But so 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 you, so you can't give in to these I, pressures I, all the time and think 100%. you're going to be able to ride a curve that's going to get you. And where you and, go. and for example, yeah. when when uh, the mob comes after Trader Joe's and says, "Hey, you got these products at Trader Jose? That's racist. We're going to protest you." Trader Joe's says, "Go to hell. We're staying. Yeah. We're not going to change at all." And then guess what? The protesters go away to some other per- person that's going to fold. They, right. they, if you punch them, they're going to back down and go away. But with Dixie, the difference between Dixie and um, Nike, for example, is the name Dixie itself. Is, there's nothing offensive about the name Nike. What's, what's offensive itself about Dixie is to people, and we can disagree with why they're offended about it, um, but what, what, the name itself is inherently is what is offensive is what but, I'm trying but, to say. But I, I don't think that's a correct assumption. Okay. I think that in the context that it's used, it can, can be offensive. It arises oh, from oh, several different sources. The important thing, remember, there are Five other high schools in America named Dixie. One of the most popular ones is in Ohio. You know. Yeah. And, and then you got Win Dixie Foods, five hundred stores. Yeah. You got you can sell anything in the name Dixie across this country, not just in the South, but all over the place. There are eighteen thousand people with the name Dixie that we know of. Yeah. And so this there's no end to this one. If you look at Washington and Lee University recently, you're probably aware of their situation. The students and faculty took down the name Lee as best they could yeah. just earlier last year during the wokeness. Sort of like when a professor at Dixie College decided she wanted to take down the statute of Robert Covington in Washington. Those threats, they, they went out there to attack the, the, the existence of what they considered to be imagery of the past. So we get into the situation where now, in the, just a month ago, the Board of Trustees of Washington and Lee reinstated Lee. It's now back in Washington and Lee. By the way, that's where the governor went to law school. But it's interesting, the point they made is, and it's what we need to learn from all of this. Mm-hmm. We're not excusing the racial intolerance of the past. Yes. Not here in St. George, not anywhere else. We should be in the celebrating country. the pride and the growth and what Dixie and means here right. now, right? But, but the fact is, we took that out ourselves. We excised yes. the racial intolerance imagery issue out of Dixie ourselves. We didn't, it was not external pressure. Right. It was here in St. George. And, but, but it goes back to Sharp coming in and saying, we have to excise that to a kid, in, a black kid in California who are trying to recruit to come to Dixie. <clears throat> that takes a lot of work. No, it doesn't really. That's his view. I don't think it's true. It, it, well, well, well put we yourself. so many that are already played here. A hundred percent. And the ones that I've talked Great to are like, ones. I didn't even think about yeah. it, you know, but, but that was then, and this is 2021 and the, the, the world is, is only getting more and more progressive. This so, so an, who, progressive, right. It's a brief resurgence of this wokeness, which is quickly running its course and losing its steam very quickly. You think so? Oh, I think you so. don't think it's going to be worse in 2031 than now? No, I don't think so. I think it's much better. It's really? losing its steam from 2020, 2020 up till now. Okay. That's why so many commentators, uh, both liberal and, and conservative, are coming are out. Are saying we've gone it. too far. We've gone too far. Yeah, with, with some of it. But I, my forecast yeah. in 10 years is that it's, it's just going to keep going and becoming more and more like the lady I was talking to yeah. before you. I was listening to her. It, I, I don't think she's correct on that assumption. Yeah. I, well, I well no, that, that wasn't her yeah. assumption. That's my assumption. I think uh-huh. this this stuff is anyway. But what I was going to say is put I, I, I don't know. This is kind of a rhetorical thing, Tim. But yeah. put yourself in the position of uh, a, a recruiter over at Dixie State. You're going to California. A kid that is going to Mission Hills High School, he's black, he's a student body president, grades, sports, everything is great. Mm -hmm. He's looking at Dixie State, 
versus Southern Utah University, right? And his thing to you is, why is a place that in, in Utah commemorating a name of a time and place where people that look like me were treated like animals? Why would you choose to keep that name and commemorate a place like that? That's a hard question, and that's a question that people at, at Dixie State now and the social climate where people are – all this stuff is becoming – they're more literate, I guess, in, in this type of stuff uh, than they were 20 years ago because of how much attention it's getting. Uh, so how do you answer that question? Well, I think to some degree they're fomenting the attention to get the name changed, but that's a different issue we've got to talk, talk about later. But, they they, but, they but, are. But, they are. I agree. But to answer your question – is that I think that once you explain the reason, once they understand what it's about. What is it? it is, what is the reason? This arises from Utah's Dixie. This is where the pioneers came. Okay. They came to in an inhospitable land to turn this into a wonderful place. Okay. And we want you to come here to play ball because it's a wonderful, welcoming place for you. And that's why it's named Dixie. There's lots of other places named Dixie that are wonderful places. And the name may have been used negatively in other places. But that explains what Utah's Dixie is in southern Utah. We don't have to, the, the whole, the, all the issues of racial implications, this is not ground zero for race warfare. This is the place of opportunity for everybody, and that's why everybody's coming here. Yeah. And so it's just like if you recruit someone to BYU or even to Utah. You have maybe the same challenge, but you have a unique and effective name. And the second point is, it would, it, it, as important as we might think that recruiting ballplayers to play at Dixie is important, on the scale of higher education, that's pretty low. That doesn't mean much for a university. What means, what's important is the story. Universities go out of their way to make up the story to create morale, tradition, and, and a relationship with the students to where mm-hmm. they are. We have a natural story, and it revolves around the name Dixie. Yeah. And the university, as recent as February 28th of last year, did an impressive video on extolling the virtue of the name and the history yeah and isn't it strange that by june of that year they were trying to change the name we think that they're responding to the wokeness the cancel culture and that's the problem tim anderson uh here on the andy griffith show we got to take a quick break we're gonna uh can you stay for another segment tim sure okay we're gonna keep him here and uh take a break we'll be back right after this on the andy griffith show news talk kdxu all right, welcome back. Hashtag let Tim speak. I'm trying to let him speak as much as I can. I hope, I hope you feel like I'm not cutting you off or anything, Tim, and making it hard on you. This is fun. All right. Um, thanks for being with us on a Friday. Hey, nothing to get you off into your Independence Day weekend than some CRT talk in the morning that I did my first interview and now talking uh, some other stuff. These are tough issues, but uh, that's why we have these public forums. And what I was saying before is I feel like there's two bubbles uh, and they're not dialoguing well, and they're not. I, I don't think that they're one of the biggest problems, Tim. I have, and maybe you'll agree with this, is when two sides are are uh, debating with one another, they refuse to square their line, their their shoulders to the line of scrimmage, and go full force into the other side's best argument. They go to the weak side. They 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 build a straw man and they argue against it, and that's what happens in bubbles. You just pound a straw man instead of okay. The other side, these are smart people. I think they are people with integrity. They have good intentions. That's what I believe. Um, so let's let's hear them out. And maybe we disagree, but it doesn't make them the devil. Uh, all right, let's talk more about uh, the Dixie State name change. And let's talk about tech, Tim. What do you think about uh, 
Utah Tech. UPSU, I thought, was uh, <laughs> horrible. They came out and said, okay, we're going to change it to Utah Tech. And to me, that is a lot better than UPSU. Just remember, the UPSU thing, that died after months and months of, of their collaboration and study and, and supposed focus, focus groups and research and stuff to come up with a name. That's what they ended up with, the UPSU. Yeah. You, that it's like a, a, a horse by committee is a giraffe, yeah, it's right? It's like they knew that they had to come. This, this is the anything but Dixie crowd. Yeah. And, and they were supposed to consider Dixie, which was the highest highest rated name. They took the lowest rated name and got that to the top. How did they do that? So To me, to me the, 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 the reach out to the community was just humoring. They, they knew what they wanted. Yeah. I think that's become clear. And they're just humoring, like, you know, we don't have to do this, but go ahead and fill out this survey, and then we're going to choose what we want and, to do. And, anyway. so, and so they went from polytechnic. They took out the poly. They left the tech. But that doesn't change much. What we're looking at is the case of name it, and they will come. And that's not a very great strategy. It's expensive to the taxpayers. But it also is, is uh, just sort of an assault on the community that we shouldn't have to take. Now, they try, they're out there in, their, in some of their periodicals comparing this to Virginia Tech. Georgia Tech. They understand what tech? I don't think they understand what tech means in that regard. By the way, those are huge schools with yeah. multi-billion-dollar budgets. Their postgraduate programs in larger than their undergraduate programs. Very well known. But you know what the tech is that come that they're referring to? Those schools. One of them was created in 1885. The other one in 1772, I believe it was, and that was during the Industrial Revolution. Technology in those days, that's what the tech uh, well, of tech uh, is. My tech on, the, on why I liked Utah Tech more than the other ones yeah. was because, uh, for branding, we know there's a Virginia yeah. Tech, we know there's a Texas Tech, we know that there are other techs. I'm missing another big one. Uh, well, that has a great MIT. And, well, MIT them. and Caltech, but, 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 but there's a third football program. And my thing was, okay, we know what this is. Yeah. Texas Tech is the third biggest university in Texas. Yeah. Virginia okay. Tech but, is the second biggest yeah. university well, I in Virginia. I got to answer your question because this is important. But, but, but what I'm saying, I'm just, te- I'm just telling you why I liked it because I was like, okay, this is Utah Tech. We've seen this before, and these are okay. big but listen, programs. Because they have no authority to be a tech school. Under the law in Utah, Utah State and University of Utah, those are the technology research schools. Mm-hmm. Technology by its term, tech by its term, is implied. You're, you're saying they're slapping tech on, even though they, they don't have the guts for it. They, they don't have it. If you look at the five major graduate areas of the current graduating class, none of them are technology areas, and that was eighty percent of the graduates. Yeah. But also, they don't have a tech base, but they don't have authority to do research like the techs they're talking and trying to compare themselves with. And there, and so it's, it's just kind of. But a, isn't their intention to build? Up to that point where they eventually will have that capability? But if they could. But, the, but you understand, tech is implied. It exists at SUU, right, playing a right, larger right. scale than at Dixon. Right. It exists at Elon University, Wayne State, sure. Delta State, all these schools. Technology, tech today in today's world is implied. It's like they just discovered the cell phone. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's well, already I think, there. I, they're way behind the eight ball. Like Polytech, they're way behind. That was long ago. Tech is long ago. Yeah. Tech is everywhere now. To say now we're a tech school, I'm afraid, I'm afraid the realization there is that's a step down. You mean we're going to teach people how to make computers or how to, how to program or maybe how to, to, to program uh, diesel trucks? 
that's what tech schools are today. To me, technology. Tell me what you think about this, though. To me, being a tech school where you're learning practical stuff instead of going and studying, uh, you know, lesbian dance theory for four years, the the engineering stuff or whatever, computers. I mean, I like that. Let me give you another. I like that. It's like them saying, "We're going to call it Southwestern School of Medicine." And then think someday we're <laughs> we'll going to be a school of medicine. School. Yeah. It's just a play on a name. They have no base. But basically, their technology here is just sort of a technology rec center at this point. They don't have the tech base. It would be nice to get it. But what you but are you is, leaving? Are you leaving room for them to? That's what they're aspiring to, you, and they can grow to that. Tell me how you do it. Tell you how you do it. Yeah. And, and I, I spent eight years at the trustee University of Utah. That helps. No big deal. But that's my, some of my experience. Okay. I read. Is that when you're going in that direction, you can't create an institute on your campus. You say, this is going to be our technology institute. We're going to see how it goes. We're going to put our effort yeah, into that. Yeah, then you go from there. And if it really goes, then it expands into your other programs. It becomes cross-disciplined. Yeah. But you don't just say, now we're a tech school. Like, yeah. now we're a medical school. Yeah. It just isn't going to happen. And yeah. so it, it's, it's kind of, I hate to say it, it's just kind of a joke. So you would and, prefer, but it would cost that makes sense to me. But it $15 million just to change the name. And so why are they making such an effort just to move this direction? Because the reason is, is it is canceled Dixie at any cost. Yeah. That's what's behind this. I think who's really behind it are the more liberal folks of the, on the higher ed committee, commission yeah. that have probably put this bug in the ear of the president and the, higher ed, and the board of trustees. But they think they have to perpetuate this. What I think has to happen is the new board of trustees has to look at what the, first, earlier board, the previous board of trustees did and reverse it before it just gets too out of hand. Um, okay, my, uh, we're talking with Tim Anderson here, and uh, grateful for him to come and spend a couple segments here with us on the Andy Griffin Show. Um, I guess, I guess, uh, where was I going to go after that? I was going to say how um, the how how has the process been? Do you think? I know that there's been issues with shutting people out who have over there at the meetings and stuff people that have alternate views aren't aren't given much of a voice that's why we love having you on because we want to have both sides on um and people have been critical of that and i assume you're one of those people well that's true you're always on the clock they always put you in a position where you have five minutes two minutes and before the legislature one minute yeah drive all the way to salt lake to represent (laughs) thousands of people in southern utah they give you one minute to introduce yourself because they don't that's again the government does not want to hear the people yeah and this is well tell tell me about tell me about this because this is another thing that i I say on espn which is the second that dixie state college went from being a two-year junior college community college into a four-year school Mm -hmm. and now they're do you and they're getting more money from the state if you were a junior college, if Dixie State was a junior college, they could be Dixie State rebels forever. The community is the ones that they answer to 100%. But now that their mission statement has changed, they're going national. How do you respond? How do you respond to that? Well, part of it is they're stating beyond their mission statement. They are still a community college. That's one of the responsibilities of this university is to serve this area. We shouldn't live and die at the behest of potential students and customers in New England or in yeah. California. Yeah. This is Dixie State University and Utah's Dixie. It has to stay within its role. It also is not a research university. 
probably never will be. But, but it doesn't. School. But in a way, it doesn't answer to the community like it used to because now they've got to go up to a bunch of senators and on Capitol Hill to get approval to do anything, right? No, so, they, so that, in a that way, group, that group's always had control. Ultimate control is in the hands of the, of the state legislature. But, but the the, yeah. the amount of money coming into Dixie State University has gone up big time from the state than when it was a little community college, right? Yeah. Fortunately, it has. So that, so that, so that means that the state has more influence, and it's no longer mom and pops down here, no. and their and their businesses contributing that are the are the main breadwinners for I, Dixie I, State. I know. I think the, probably the ratio of funding is still the same. It's gone up for all the colleges and universities in the state. Locally, there probably would be a lot more support if we didn't run into these strange events like this. But when you when you yeah. when when you accuse the community of racism, yeah. And when you start claiming the students can't get jobs and they're fr- suddenly frightened about that, students that have been here for two or three, four years, then st- and so we find ourselves having to protect the students. From we the know university. that's all. Be like the, everything in the Cicero report. Yeah. Uh, like I keep saying, I'm assu- Like I, I don't. I, I think that they knew what they wanted to do. They whatever. It's BS. I agree with that. But yeah. what I'm saying is they didn't even need to do that it was a, it was a it was a sham they didn't need to come to the community yeah. and do a sir they just did it to humor the community and say okay you t- you told us what you wanted but what's best for the university in our opinion and we're the ones with skin in the game well, is to you, change it but you agree with me the ends should not just should not justify the means I, in a way but i think where we disagree is that their their intentions over there and their forecast is based on reason numbers and stuff that they believe in it's not some devious um uh thing there's not some conspiracy if, if, to if kill dixie true, for no reason they, that, they're doing yeah. it because they think it, the, the university is going to grow better because if of they will were open willing to discuss the numbers but their numbers are the cicero report and we've shredded the Cicero yeah. report yeah their other thing is the love survey we've shredded the love survey what's left yeah. It's just the thought patterns of a few people who are hopeful, a few visitors, by the way, yeah. who are right now running the university, who think that they should take this step. And, they, and like I say, their intent may be honorable, but their understanding and perhaps their know-how on this is very, very limited. We wouldn't be in this situation if they were really talking to the community. There's a lot of smart people in this community yeah. that they're not willing to listen to. Yeah. And that's why they're trying to shut it off. Yeah. Well... I, I agree with a lot of with I, I agree I agree with a lot of of what you're saying and I agree I guess my number one thing is that um, you're a smart guy you have integrity the guys over there are smart guys I think they have integrity uh, we disagree about how this university will grow based on a name they think it'll grow more if it's Utah Tech. We think it'll grow more if if it's Dixie State, or maybe growth isn't the number one goal. That's a great point. It may not be quality for people for, for for people here. Yeah, to to you, you, when you're running a business, don't forget your main customer. That's like a really important issue, and the main customers for this university live here in this county, and yeah. in the southwestern part of the state. They're not out of state students. Great to get but, them. But if you but want, if you want to beat BYU in football one day. You got to appeal to somebody outside of Region Nine, right? That's how they're looking at it. Well, yeah, how, I'm a sports guy. How I look at yeah. it is the football program. That's how that runs the school. 
And if you want to win football games, you can't be recruiting a 5'10 kid from Laverton. But if, if you're trying to educate students in broad mass. Educa- education secondary. Yeah, it's all about football, Tim. Football Come on. Just, I love football, too. <laughs> no, I'm Very just kidding. Minor, you know, MIT's football team is not too great. <laughs> but they've changed the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. So it, it's tough to balance the educational part with a... MIT doesn't with, have a football team. Of so. course not. They'd be terrible, right? All right, that's Tim Anderson. I'll give you the closing word, Tim. Is there anything I didn't let you get a, get across? that uh, people people have been begging to hear Tim's opinion on all this stuff and I wish we had more time but we're, we're about yeah. to wrap up but we, go ahead we just Tim. Take, need to take a whole new look at this now we got a new board of trustees they need to look at what the former board of trustees really has done what they this idea of implicating the racism in this community as a wrong move and I think that that needs to be corrected and the best way to bring that back around is for a full review of what's gone on so far with this group all right, that is Tim Anderson. Thanks so much, Tim. Have a great 4th of July. Um, and we uh, will be following this closely right here on The Andy Griffin Show as it uh, keeps on going.